I saw a great multitude which no man could number. They cried with a loud voice, saying, Glory to our God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's gospel invites us to meditate on the eight Beatitudes. Eight, everyone will agree, is the number of the resurrection. Eight is the number of Jesus. We know in Greek, substituting in the Greek numeral system the equivalent numerical values to each letter in the name of Jesus, and adding them up, the total would be 888. It symbolizes also the infinity, so as the mathematical symbols of infinity. Eight, number of perfection, the completion of number seven, to reach eternity and infinity. The number of our Lord, therefore, especially in the New Testament, we find this number a couple of times, powerful summary of that perfection we have been called to reach. The rule to follow in order to attain that perfection, the key to unlock the treasure of God's infinite love, can in fact be found in the eight Beatitudes of today's Gospel. No political program, no political agenda, not a magic formula that would give access to some kind of hidden knowledge. No, but eight, eight ways God offers us to attain one day, as He promised, that eternal beatitude He has prepared for us since the beginning of time. As we will see, each beatitude refers to specific gifts of the Holy Ghost as habits that accompanies sanctifying grace whereby a man is well disposed to receive his inspirations. Each beatitude also refers to several virtues which confers, confer goodness on its owner and makes his act good, as Aristotle says. As so many saints have already paved the way for us, this way of confidence, way of perseverance, and way of hope given once again to the eight beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The first beatitude refers to the gift of fear of the Lord, which impels men to a profound respect for the majesty of God, supporting the virtue of hope and temperance. What best example than the one given by St. Thomas Aquinas, one of our patron saints? who was ready to burn all his writings at the end of his life because once again unable to properly reflect all the unfathomable treasures of God. And yet, that fear of the Lord filled his heart and mind with a profound hope and confidence that one day he would be rewarded with a crown of glory if faithful to God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the earth. Gifts of piety which enables men to show reverence both for God as a most loving father and for men as the sons of God. Remember the life of St. Rita, who pledged to forgive her husband's killer. She faced a steep challenge in convincing her sons to do the same. And tradition says that she often pointed out to them the image of the crucified Christ and the fact that he forgave those who killed him. Within a year, however, both sons succumbed to a deadly illness, leaving Rita not only a widow, but also childless. But Rita placed her trust in God 
accepting them, these crosses, and relying on her deep faith to find her way to God. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Gift of knowledge, also known as the science of the saints, to perfect our faith and our hope, it enables men, through some form of spiritual relish and warmth of charity, to judge everything in its relationship to his supernatural end by means of inferior causes. And in other words, and Francis de Sales tells us, there have been saints, to be sure, who were wonderfully wise for all of their ignorance. There have been others, equally as certain, who have been wonderfully ignorant for all of their knowledge. And elsewhere he says, My child, we did not see our God, and although faith warns us that he is present, not beholding him with our mortal eyes, we are too apt to forget him and act as though he were so far. For while knowing perfectly that he's everywhere, if we do not think about it, it is much as though we knew it not. End of quote. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The gift of fortitude now, which gives to the soul a singular strength in resisting evil and attaining to everlasting life. It strengthens our virtue of fortitude. So many young and apparently weak women who found the strength to resist their enemies before laying down their lives for the love of God. St. Agatha, St. Margaret, St. Barbara, that refused to satisfy the passions of their executioners for love of God, their only judge, holding true their faith. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy, gift of counsel, which enables men to judge and command individuals, individual acts. It helps us in the practice of the virtue of prudence. And let's look at the example of the great St. Louis, asking one of his friends, What is God? And his friend replied, Sir, it is that which is so good that there can be nothing better. Well, said the king, now tell me, would you rather be a leper or commit a mortal sin? I would rather commit 30 mortal sins, answers the man, than be a leper. When a man dies, replied the great saint, he is healed of leprosy in his body. But when a man who has committed a mortal sin dies, he cannot know of a certainty that he has in his lifetime repented in such sort that God has forgiven him. Wherefore, he must stand in great fear, lest that leprosy of sin last as long as God is in paradise. End of quote. Blessed are the clean of hearts, for they shall see God. Understanding now, gift of understanding is a supernatural enlightenment given to men in the form of a habit, whereby he grasps, reveals truth easily and immediately. It also aids and perfects the virtue of faith. Yes, they shall see God. They shall constantly walk in the presence of God. 
doing everything as if Christ himself would do it. St. Therese of the Little Flower, St. Martin de Porres, and we know that the building next door is dedicated to that saint, both practicing what St. Francis de Sales calls our little virtues. And one would say, to pick up a pen, a needle, on the ground for love of God, of course, can convert a soul. And the other, everything, even sweeping, scraping vegetables, weeding a garden, and waiting on the sick could be a prayer if it were offered to God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God, gift of wisdom, infused by God to make the soul responsive to the Holy Ghost in the contemplation of divine things and in the use of God's ideas to judge both created and divine matters. Wisdom as a lens through which all our actions will be set ablaze because motivated by charity. St. Rose de Lima, first saint of the Americas, St. Elizabeth of Hungary, always ready to give everything they had, their own lives, for the neediest. Our Lord gives us a final recommendation. Blessed are you when men reproach you and persecute you and speaking falsely say all matter of evil against you for my sake. Rejoice and exult because your reward is great in heaven. Joy that we all have to share today with the entire court of the saints. Only one single saint has perfectly fulfilled this commandment of our Lord. And today she once again tells us, A sword pierced my heart. My son was and remains a sign of contradiction. I was persecuted. I still mourned the loss of so many in this valley of tears. And yet my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.